This is Bustin' Loose Baseball with Grant and Danny. Interviews, analytics, and analysis on everything baseball in the nation's capital. It's your pals, Grant Paulson and Danny Ruye, Bustin' Loose Baseball. We are on social at Grant H. Paulson and Funny Danny, but more importantly, you can watch this podcast now live and in color. Uh, well, you can make fun of our uh, unmanicured beards if you'd like to. YouTube, the 1067 The Fan page is how you can watch the pod whenever we release. Of course, it's available wherever you get your audio. Please subscribe so you know when we get a new one posted. It'll drop right into your box, and uh, we will continue to update you on the Nationals. What's up, Danny? How are you? Pretty good, my friend. Uh, the World Baseball Classic has been outstanding. Super, super, super fun. Uh, national star as of this as of this recording. Uh, Joey Manessis is still alive and kicking. They played Japan this evening, again, as of as of this recording. So I'll be fascinated to see their young 21-year-old phenom throwing 102 with a ghost splitter and, and everything else that it entails. But Team USA has been a blast to watch. The, you know, People have really embraced this thing, which, which has been a lot of fun. And plenty of Nats news to talk about as well. Yeah, I worry a little bit about the Team USA pitching, uh, getting them across the finish line against a good team. Japan or, or Mexico coming up in the final on Tuesday night. But, but they're in the finals. I didn't think they'd be there, to be frank with you. I thought the yeah. pitching thing would have reared its ugly head. And I guess it did to a degree, but they slugged their way there. Yeah, their lineup mashed. Some guy named Trey Turner with a grand slam Trey heard around the world. Uh, what a good Turner. player he is. I would yeah. love for him to be a national. He's got power and yeah. speed, and he comes up big in big moments. Well, he doesn't play a, a premium defensive position, Grant. So, No, he's a shortstop. Oh, shortstop. Oh, shortstop. I was looking for shortstop. One day, one day the Nats will have a player like a Trey Turner anchoring the organization. Uh, but we digress. So the big news is, and it's not good, Cade Cavalli, Tommy John surgery. We posted a new pod with Josiah Gray last week. And in fact, the day that we taped and before it even made its way to the interwebs, Cade Cavalli while he was dealing, by the way. I mean, he looked nasty. The best he'd looked, yeah. In his spring outing, you know, I think it was in the third inning of that game, uh, ends up throwing a pitch, shaking the arm, did not look good. Paul Lassard walked him off the field, and we find out uh, it's official now. He's having Tommy John surgery to repair the UCL, and he will be out for the whole season. An absolute backbreaker and a completely crippling setback. For an organization where there's only, you know, a handful of storylines, I'd say, this year that are real needle movers, is Cade Cavalli awesome or not? You know, that was right up at the top of the list. Well, what does Mackenzie Gore look like? Same question for him. And we should point out, by the way, that we've got Mackenzie Gore coming up on this podcast. We'll be interviewing him a little bit later on here on Bustin' Loose Baseball. But in the same way that finding out is Cavalli a front-of-the-rotation type arm and does he take a big step this year, you know, you're going to do the same with Mackenzie Gore, right? Uh, you have a, a comparable situation, I would say, Danny, with Josiah Gray. Now, we know a little bit more about him, and maybe the ceiling's a little bit lower for him than Cavalli or Gore, who are top prospects still. But in the case of Josiah Gray, like his development's huge. And then you'd throw C.J. Abrams into that list. That, that's like a group of four that stands alone. And then I would say minor league stuff, like Robert Hassel's not quite healthy right now. James Wood, Elijah Green, like that tier, and then maybe other players like Luis Garcia. But there's only a handful of things that really, really, truly matter this year because the win total isn't going to. And we just had one of those things taken away from us before the season started. And it may have been the biggest of all of them, Jeeps. This was a guy that 
was their homegrown guy, which is rare around these parts these days, right? It, it's been a time since you've had somebody that that they drafted, they developed, that came up through their organization that helped them on a daily basis, or in this case, every fifth day. Um, and, and he was going to be the feather in their cap, a, a developmental organization that hasn't developed, quite frankly, uh, over the last you know five, six, seven years. They've just come up empty. And this setback stinks. There's no kind way to say it. There's no good way around it. I think you, you, you spelled it out very eloquently. There weren't a ton of reasons to tune in uh, on most nights for your casual fan. For those of us that want to squint and kind of look towards the future, his development, talking about Cade Cavalli, was maybe front and center of all of the things. We will talk about some other storylines as the year goes, this Joy Manessis thing. Is it a thing? Was it a fun flash in the pan? World Baseball Classic, a couple homers against Team USA. Maybe he says that you know he's going to launch right back to where he was, pick up where he left off as one of the great stories in the National League or, or in all of baseball uh, last year, and that's going to be a lot of fun. But, man, oh, man, the Cade Cavalli train was embarking. We were leaving the station after, frankly, too much time in the minors. Um, if I can editorialize for a moment, he was down there for too long. I wanted to see him at the major league level. We got a start, shut down again. Um, last year with some arm trouble, this was supposed to be the build. This was supposed to be, now you finally see him unleashed to a degree. I'm sure there'd be an innings limit for a team that's planning on losing 100 games. But golly, this one just hurts. This one is not fun. Uh, you know, you touched on the other young guys, right? It's one of these handful of dudes with Kber Ruiz, Luis Garcia, CJ Abrams, Mackenzie Gore, and I think Cade Cavalli was right there at the front of this thing. Did you have a front of the rotation bona fide electric starter that could miss a ton of bats and and do special things on the mound? We won't know for at least another calendar year uh, if he can be that guy. This one just stinks. This was a gut punch, I think, for Nats fans. Yeah, and the thing that stinks so bad about TJ and in, in this world of immediacy and you know where we do everything with. Uh, you know, with microwaves and, and not crockpots. It's not just the one year, right? Because the year gets you into spring training next year. But then you're kid-gloving him to get him back on the hill. Right. He's a really important arm. And, and while he won't be as young at that point at about 25, like he's young and experienced, right? We're talking about one start and seven innings in the big leagues. So then you're, you're, you're presumably sending him to AAA, like rehab or otherwise. But – it's it's a slow buildup and a hard innings restriction followed by kind of like a year the following season where you can only ramp up so much. So you're you're into two seasons from now before you get real Cade Cavalli probably, and then you're three seasons from now before you let it rip and he can go pitch 200 plus innings possibly. So it, the whole timeline gets altered and changed, and it's just Good very point. very frustrating um, for fans who have been really excited about this guy. We got the tease of his first four and a third innings where he struck out six batters. Wasn't a particularly great start. Remember, he walked a couple and gave up six hits and, and seven runs. And immediately after that was shut down last season. So he only pitched the once in the big leagues. To your point, he had thrown almost 100 innings at, at AAA, which seemed like a lot. His ERA was in the mid threes. He'd struck out more batters than innings pitched. And he'd really rounded into form and been dominant for a few weeks before his call up. So it, it's, it's a backbreaker. It really is heartbreaking. Uh, they took him in the first round. And to your point, they would have finally been able to say, we drafted an arm. We developed an arm. He's in our rotation and he's pitching well. And uh, now they'll have to wait to be able to say that a little while. So in the rotation, what it means is that Chad Cole, who they brought over former pirate and some other stops. I think he was in Colorado. last. Colorado. Year. Yep. 
got knocked around with the Rockies like everyone does at Coors. Um, he'll come into the rotation now, very likely. And I hope that as the season goes on, that becomes you know a healthy Jackson Tatro or maybe Evan Lee's out of the bullpen and into the starting rotation, or or perhaps you know maybe at some point you could send someone like Thaddeus Ward down to the minors and stretch him out and get him some starts. Their Rule Five pick, who's flash this spring. I just want it to be someone who might have a future and not 60% of your rotation made up with Corbin, who's the worst pitcher in the league the last three years, Trevor Williams, who I think will help them and eat some innings, but who's not going to be here when you're good again. And now Chad, cool. You're kind of remaking a bad pirates rotation from a few years ago. Yeah. It's one thing to get a great band back together. It's another to say, what, what, what we could do the 2020 pirates again. Um, Yeah. That's a good bit though. But yeah, it's, again, it's, we're talking about what, you know, 20% of what should have been the on-paper starts, we're going to go to uh, Cade Cavalli. Now, obviously things happen. It's not going to be exactly 20%, but you, you see the point, right? Every fifth day, you go, I'm tuning into the Nats game tonight, right? It's Bob and FP, or not Bob and FP, uh, the Bob and Franny, or, you know, Dave and uh, Charlie and Dave on 106.7 The Fan. What am I going to hear or see? Oh, that's fun. It's Mackenzie Gore. Oh, that's fun. It's Josiah Gray. Oh, that's fun. It's Kate Cavalli. You just took 20% away just like that, and you filled it, with all due respect, with a Chad Cool, Trevor Williams, Patrick Corbin, you know, uh, Johnny Holstaff Day, or, you know, some other journeyman that's a 4A pitcher at this stage of their career that, as you said, probably won't be part of the furniture here when the team is good by design. That stinks. Again, it's, it's it's an enjoyment factor. It's a development factor. It's a competitive factor. There's no way to spin it that's good. And, and it makes me think of, quite frankly, we talked about this a lot uh, on this podcast in, in months past, but there's been such a horrible cloud over this team and over this organization since the World Series. Some of it inevitable, right? Some of it happens. Age happens. Father time happens. Guys, World Series heroes, guys like Sean Doolittle, who've had a lot of mileage, won't be the same guy anymore. Totally understand that. Steven Strasburg coming back down to earth was reasonable, but not like this. Not can't lift his arm over his head. Not has to stand with his arm like this. I'm you know putting my right hand across my chest so that it's comfortable and doesn't tingle. Not to that degree, right? Where nothing has worked. Not one thing that they've done where you go, oh, that's awesome. That's really taken off with flying colors, right? Has really happened in terms of injury, in terms of luck, uh, in in terms of some of the guys that they've, you know, counted on or wanted to have. I mean, they thought they were going to be good all the way through the All-Star break, basically, in 2021. And they weren't. They were a last-place club with some of those veterans and stars, and now they're a last-place club without them. And and just, again, your your eye line towards them being competitive again, not just competitive, but as good as they were for, you know, almost a decade-long period where they were up there with the Dodgers and the Yankees and the Cardinals and some of the great organizations in the sport seems like ancient history. And and this is just another log on that fire, man. Yeah. I'm still high on Cavalli. It's good. You're going to have to wait now and it takes patience, but I really do believe he'll be, you know, a possible two, maybe a three for them. I think with him and Gore who could have a very good season, we're going to talk to on this podcast coming up in a few minutes, you know, becoming a, a foundational building block. If Goran Gray can pitch to ERAs in the upper threes or maybe the low fours, I think that probably gets them feeling really, really good going into next season as you get Cavalli back. And then you can add a veteran that isn't a 2020 Pirate, or maybe they'll go get JT Brubaker. I don't know. Um, 
Why, why not get one of the good pirates, by the way? Like, where's Mitch Keller when I need him? What, what about uh, Joe Musgrove? You could have done a that. Great bet. Uh, but anyway, uh, I digress. 